0: Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. It's me, willsey On this week's edition, we've got the usual town, rylands cheshire league selective fixtures for the saturday and sunday division also a bit around the vets leagues and a big interview with aaron crosby from woolpack fc this is the warrington football podcast welcome to the warrington football podcast so we're going to kick off this week. Um, massive win for, for for town, Jacko. You were at the game, I believe. Um, it was yeah. Give us, you know, y- y-
0: your thoughts. Um, it was a great game. Uh, town had the best performance in a, in a at least a month. Um, obviously, with what happened last week and a few weeks before, they were they were fantastic in in the game. Um, fell behind early on to a soft goal, really unmarked at the back post. of tapped it in. And then they got got a controversial penalty. It seems to be the people who were behind the goal thought it was a penalty. The people, my angle, I thought it was very soft. Um, Bohan Dixon ran through. The keeper, like he got the ball and then took Dixon out. But people behind the goal seem to think that he he got the Dixon, got to the ball, and the keeper wiped Dixon out. So it's one of them ones. Um, Moles slotted that home to make it one all at half time. Um, And then Second half, Town with magnificent um total lead. Born Dixon had an absolute black belting game, probably the best he's played in a number of months. Um set up the second goal for Matty McDonald, who was making a good return back from injury. Town then scored a third from a free kick. Again, Barn Dixon was involved. He, he won the free kick. Um Sean Williams came off the bench and scored from about 20 yards out with a superb right footed strike. Um so that puts Town back in the playoffs now with a 3-2 win. Um, so, yeah, good a good result for Town. Fantastic result. Um, obviously, like you, like you, we mentioned before,
1: they, they've got a, a really good record against South Shields lately. Uh, yeah, and so obviously, it's backed it up again.
0: Yeah, so that's now three... I think it's the last three three wins out of the last three times he played South Shields, um, going back to last season. Kevin Phillips, I don't think, he's ever beaten Town. Well, not recently, anyway. Um, so, yeah, great win for Town. Um, and like I said they need it because they have they've had a poor month really in terms of the performances.
1: Well, that br- that brings us nicely on to something I wanted to to, to bring up. Kevin Phillips, obviously the manager of South um, you know a few few comments after the game, obviously annoyed that they that they got beat. I get that frustration, but um, but even our you know favorite sports journalist Matt Turner said it was a you know inappropriate comments and um, to to pretty much say that. Town Towns Gate was seven oh three um, from from what Matt said, but um, Kevin Phillips turned around and said they've not seen a gate like that all season. Um, but you know uh, Matt quickly pointed out that they've actually had a you know a number of games that there's been more attendance than that this season, and especially
0: uh, you know one or two games that have been double that. Yes, it, it was a good crowd. I mean, I'm not going to argue with it. You know, seven hundred and three is a good crowd. South Shields are the are the most support, well supported club in that division. There's no question about that. But they are there to be aimed at. They are a full time side. You know, they are professional, the full time professionals. You know, some of the things he said in the interview, he mentioned about having a midweek game, having this, that, and the other. You know, the um, they're not the will be agreeing on decisions. I the penalty was the only one where I wasn't. I wasn't totally sure. I wasn't totally convinced if it was a penalty because of where my angle was. I yeah. thought the keeper got there first. But on the whole, I mean, I thought. They, they deserve to get beat they weren't good enough on the day town ran out random out infused them and even if it's if, are if full time you should not be getting outfused by any semi-professional footballers no of course not and also as well um
1: you mentioned there that you know he, he, he said that you know uh, he was complaining about fixture congestion this that the other but I mean those aren't
0: excuses you know they they know what they're in for they, they, they it's the same every season. Yeah, well they've, they've had a good cup run, have not they? That's the that's the that's the what boils down to it. So they, they got the first round of the FA Cup, so now they're about four or five games behind some teams. But realistically, they're still a full-time side. They're only playing once every two or well, twice a week. It's not like some of the lads who say at Town or at Rylands or, or some of these other clubs where they're having to go to work five days a week and then play on a Tuesday night. You know, town yeah. have to go up there on a Tuesday night. With three days' notice in the playoffs a couple of weeks ago, um, yeah. you know what I mean. So lads had to give up work, give up time. So I, I don't have any sympathy for, for full time footballers who can't beat some professionals. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a great result for town. Um, sets them up well for next week against Stalybridge Celtic. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, fantastic uh, win for town. Um, you know, back in the playoffs uh, in fifth position, I, I, I think in the league, if that's right.
0: Yeah, fifth in fifth in the league, um, joint with fourth. Um, I mean, South Shields still will win the league. I've got no doubt about that. They're currently two points behind Gainsborough with three games and over Gainsborough were top. Um, there's been some shot results this weekend. Again, um, Hyde have dropped points twice this week. They were, they were top last Saturday, now the third. So it is, it's still a tight league, but I just think South Shields, to me, showed enough quality on Saturday, even though they were out enthused and out-fought by town, that they are going to win the league. I think they've still got enough there in the squad to yeah. show that they are going to win it.
1: Yeah, and um, moving on to the um, the the blue and white side of the town. Um, a, a, to be honest with you, a, a great week, a great weekend for for both teams. Um, Football wise, for for obviously you know Warrington Town and Warrington Rylands. Rylands coming away with a a, a two one win.
0: Yeah, so they made hard work of it. They they, they they've had a great month for Rylands as well. I think we would say at the start of the month they had to get a minimum of six points. This Month, I think they've ended up with 10 this month, which is fantastic for Islands. yeah. Um, and it's put them back in the playoff picture, a, a pitch that we thought they'd be in at the end of the season anyway, but they're now back yeah. in the playoff mix. Um, but yeah, superb result. They, they, they went one 0 down in the, in the second half, um, and then Staybridge had a man sent off, and then two guy, goals from a lad who's on loan from Salford called Kelly and Nye, um, which great result for them, um, to make it 2 1. And they've got some. Tricky ties come up in the next next month or so, um, but there's no reason with the current form they've got a chance to really progress. I think what it's showing is, though, is that it's the first time since Joe D. Bannon has been in there that he's, he's had a chance to go on the training ground with them because um, not, yeah. they're not they're not playing Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, I read about this, obviously, with the fixture congestion not
1: piled up. He's actually been able to get them on the training pitch and work on a few things because, I mean, I know we've mentioned it a few times before, but it's really hard to try and... Um, you know, add new things to your game or work work on certain aspects when you, you know, when when you come away from a, a Saturday game, then you know, after your recovery, you're preparing for the Tuesday game straight away.
0: Well, that's it, but you're probably not recovering, are you? You're probably only training once a week on a Thursday, yeah. um, you know, because I got an example of it. I remember when you, this is going obviously a much higher level, but when Jurgen Klopp was manager of Liverpool and they were playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, or whatever it was, in the Champions League and the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, he was complaining that they weren't able to get the training pitch because they were recovering. Well, Jodie's had that issue with coming into a new squad, a new side. He's brought a lot of new players over the last six six to eight weeks as well, and he's not been able to get them on the training pitch, but since they've had, since they've had no midweek games, the, the form's taken a massive upturn in in Performance really, so that's a that's a good sign for Ireland. Um, they have got a shoot, they have got a midweek fix this week as well. They're playing Bootle in the Liverpool Cup. Um, I might actually go to that game, depending on who's playing what in the World Cup, but it should be an interesting tie for them. Um, but like actually the next month they've got winnable games but tricky games. So they're playing Nantwich, who obviously the relegation zone on Saturday, I think they play them at home. Um, but yeah, it's that's that's a tricky game because Nantwich have picked up recently. To be honest with you, the whole bottom half of the table have started picking up results. Yeah. Um, so, like I said before, Lancaster being high was a big shock, and there's, there's teams at the bottom who were starting to pick up points, um, to the point where I think I put I might put in the WhatsApp group in our group the other week that Rylands on as of I think it was Tuesday were seven points off the top and seven points off the off the um, yeah the relegation league. zone. Yeah. So it just shows how tight the league is. Um, so yeah. I think you know um,
1: both teams obviously occupying around the playoff spots now, which is great. But I mean, we, we mentioned there that that, um, that you know we we expected Rylands to to make the playoffs come the end of the season. So I mean, these the, these kind of tricky fixtures that you mentioned that they've got coming up. I mean, re- realistically, you know, it, it, in all honesty, if you're going to do anything in in any division, then you know those are the types of games that you've got you've got to be winning, really, aren't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. These are the
1: differences for 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 getting in that playoff spot or finishing higher up in the league. You know,
0: definitely. And I think we we were talking about it at the town game yesterday. Um, that there's no outstanding teams, so this is your chance to get into the playoff this year. This is the chance yeah. this year. If you get if you get a bit of consistency, you'll you'll pull away very quickly. And yeah. it's what it's what town and Rylands have both lacked in the last. At the start of the season, really, because you know we've we talked about good month, bad month. We've said it time and time again on the podcast, and I think if if Ryland's can get a bit of consistency, if Town can get a bit of consistency, you know, if even five or six wins under your belt in a row, suddenly you're going to be pulling well clear of the of the, of the, of the sort of rest of the league. Yeah, no, no. Like I say, a a fantastic weekend for for, for both clubs.
1: Um, just one more thing I wanted to mention, Jacko, about Town. Um, Obviously, you know the the suspension of Tony Thompson. Um, you know got got reduced down to to one match, one match. Which you know, in all honesty, you know it's probably still asked that he got the one game ban. But you know it, it is what it is. And uh, Town managed to get another goalkeeper in for Saturday, I
0: believe. Yeah, uh, Nathan. I think his name was Nathan McKenzie or McKenzie. I think his name was McKenzie. Um, yeah, he did really well. He played he played really well. Yeah. yeah um, where, where did he come in on loan from? Bolton. Right uh, Bolton under twenty three, he was. He's played against Tower in pre season, um, but yeah, he, he did well. He, um, he 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 had a he had a bit of a moment when he fell over um, on his own, and the, the ball was bouncing through to the, to his goal. <laughs> and he, he he went to go and catch it and slipped. Um, I mean, even going to the Tony Thompson red card. It is harsh. It's extremely harsh. was mitigating circumstances. I don't think any any town fan blames Tony Thompson for what he did. Um, I saw him no, in the crowd. He's in the crowd on Saturday. He was, the, the he was in the crowd. He was he was yeah. getting involved with the singing. Um, but yeah, it's I I get why the FA have kept his ban. You know, they've they they've got to keep his ban. He got sent off. Yeah, it's against he the still rules.
1: Alter, He still had a,
0: a yeah an alter, you know, relation.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know with a member of public. I mean, yeah, and
0: it's it's why the game's not been replayed as well because you no, know, there's no rule for it. There's nothing written down. Um, I, I had a quick chat with Toby at the at the game on. Yeah, on Saturday, and he was saying the same thing. There's nothing written down. Tom didn't put a complaint in, but the secretary of the, of the competition said there's nothing he can do because it's not in a real book. So, it is I disappointing, mean, but...
1: It's gone absolutely viral this week. Um, and, you know, it's... I mean, it, it's always great when, you you know, you get... You get something about your team going viral, but for the incident that it was, um, I mean, it's... It, it was awful. It was awful. You know, there's, there's nothing, obviously, more to say about it because obviously it was last week. But it was, you know, it's just it's just nothing that you want to see. Um,
0: you know, it, 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 in our game, it's not. It's not. It's not even just in the game, is it? It's in. It's in society it's, in general. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah um,
1: you, you don't want to see that to to any human anywhere. Never mind um, about a sporting event.
0: No, exactly. And, and I mean, to be fair, to Toby made a comment about it. You know, about you know, guys haven't been punished. You know, they've ended up with. Four and a half grand going through the in the trophy. They'll get they got Halifax Town at home, which will be a big crowd for those guys. Um they get twelve hundred pounds even if they lose the next round of the FA trophy. So they've not really been punished for what that fan did. Um I know the fan that has been pointed out and named now because so I, yeah, I think he's been spoken to by the police now. Yeah, I think so,
1: he's been in trouble with
0: the police, hasn't he? Yeah, so we can't we can't say much more about it, but yeah. Hopefully, but, uh, but yeah, ugly scenes, nothing that we want to see and um you know, fair
1: play for, for, for Tony, Tony obviously, to, you know, get amongst the crowd yesterday. Uh, I mean, obviously, on uh, on Saturday at the game, great to see, because obviously, you know, he, of course, he was he, he was very upset by it. And, you know, I can completely understand that, obviously, you mentioned that, he, you know, it's it, it made him fall, fall out of love with the game, that kind of incident. But it was great to see him, you know, amongst the fans and and look like he, you know, he enjoyed, a, he enjoyed watching the team get a good win on Saturday.
0: Yeah, well, he's, as I said, as I said on last week's podcast, he's an absolute top bloke. You know, he he yeah. came on our podcast when we were brand new. Yeah, we, we interviewed you know, him,
1: and he, he was absolutely spot on. He was a, yeah, lovely he's
0: fan. a top bloke. He comes across really nicely when you see him on a Saturday as well. He, you know, he he does take the banter. He has a bit of a laugh and a joke. I think he did. if it had been a laugh and a joke, with the guys he fans, he wouldn't have reacted. But because of what they did,
2: he yeah, went, too, no, he went no. too
0: far, and that's that's what spoiled it. But. Yeah, just um, just just one more quick question to to, to Ashley Jacko. Obviously,
1: being a be, be, being a town fan, so when um, Town signed this this keeper from Bolton, on the 23s on loan. Tony Thompson had the one game ban. Is Tony Thompson going to come straight back in this game?
0: I, I yeah. mean, how long was this loan signing for? So it's a, it was emergency emergency loan, so I think it's a one game. Oh, one, one game. Literally one, one game only. Oh, um, okay, the, yeah, so, so Tony yeah. will be straight back between the sticks. Yeah, they, they didn't want to play the young, the young kid um who yeah, came...
1: I, I, yeah I heard that they've got they've got a really young kid haven't
0: they? Yeah they've got a really young keeper who's who's not ready. It would have been unfair for him, to for him to go in front of a very game. big game. And you no know, he did well against guys, but it's just a big game for me it wasn't it wouldn't be fair to put him in his, for his full debut. Hopefully next year I think some of the town fans want him to see him in the in some preseason friendlies get him some game time and get him you know make him number one later on but he's not yeah. quite ready yet.
1: Look in all honesty for him, you know, if he'd have got selected, he'd, he'd have been absolutely, you know, buzzing. But I mean, quite quickly, if if you know, if he doesn't have a you know a good game or you know there's a there's a, there's a mistake that might come in for being nervous, then you know that can that can have really bad effects, you know, for 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 his confidence going forward and in, in his career. Where, where obviously at the minute, like you say, he, he seems to be highly thought of between town and the fans, and uh, you know, hopefully he can just keep progressing keep maturing and, and his opportunity will come with a bit more experience.
0: Exactly. He's only he's only 18. And, and I mean, you two probably, you and Tim probably don't realise this, but being a goalkeeper, being a young goalkeeper, you've got to, it, it's nothing worse than throwing a young goalkeeper in because if you throw a young goalkeeper in and he has a shocker, your defence don't trust him. That then goes through the entire team. The defence aren't trusting the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper then starts doing really even more rash things. And before you know it, the whole team falls apart. So getting a, get a goalkeeper for a week, who's got a bit more experience, was a was a good idea for town. I think. Look,
1: In all honesty, look, look at the you know look at the professional game with with, with you know major teams on telly. You know, um, I, I don't think there's any coincidence that's you know some goalkeepers play play well into the forties because you know simply their experience and, and and what they do for the team is absolutely massive. I mean, just just rewind back ten or eleven years when United signed um, you know David the the Gayer as a young kid, they threw him threw him in at the deep end. And he, he he had a he had a terrible time for the first maybe six months or so at United. I know obviously he's a, a massive top level, but even keepers at, at, at that level, you know, with that kind of um, that kind of recognition, and and they kind of knew that he was going to be a star. But I mean, even he, even you know being young at that that level, it can really impact you.
0: Yeah, definitely. But he's
1: not done, he's not done too bad for himself. now.
0: no, he's done. Like, <laughs> if, if, if uh, if the lad if a lad at town has a half a career David had. What oh, a yeah. career he's had. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, that's that's obviously the round up for this week's um this week's what? town and Rat So there's no there's no game midweek for, for either side, Jacko
0: No, so yeah, so Rywans play um Bootle on oh, Wednesday yeah, night. And then yeah, there's no game for town, just just Rywans on on Wednesday night, and then there's they're both at home on Saturday. Both teams at home Saturday, perfect. So, Yeah, we'll we'll,
1: we'll move on to the uh, the Cheshire League now, where um, I believe that we're going to get a a bit of a roundup from um, from from Tim.
2: So, uh, for the Cheshire League games, there was no game for Dayton. Eagle was off, but we sort of thought that might happen because Thornton Road floods really nicely.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think that we played on Thornton Road for a while. Um, we all know what it's like. It's, it's, it is dry this week, other forecasts, so you never know. But it, we predicted it last week, didn't we? We said that he won't be on and it. We did. It, We turned out to be right. Um, it's a shame, really, because Thornton Road's a cracking ground. It's a cracking venue. Just yeah. the pitch just lets it down all the time. It's just, no matter well,
2: what we do with it. The changing rooms are good, aren't they? The facilities oh, are good. Lovely. The clubhouse yeah.
0: is good. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah,
1: lovely, love, love love you know, little, little pitch that is. But like I say, I, mentioned, I think I mentioned it before, you know, we, we got on the podcast. I think we're getting to that time of year now where, you you know, we're, we're not going to be, we're going to be saying games off more than more than usual.
2: Uh, Green Halls were due to play Garswood, but that was off. Um there was a game which I managed to catch the first half on, so I went down to Moore, who play on Grange Avenue. And Moore started off with a really quick goal to start off with. And they they were playing Stretford Paddock in the in the cup. And then Stretford Paddock their right winger sort of ripped it up, gave the left back of Moore a really hard time, crossed it in and quite a simple slot in from the, the Stretford Paddock, um, striker. The second goal for Stretford in the first half was exactly the same goal. Right winger, straight across the box, slotted in. Two assists. Co- yeah, there was a there was a nice bit of controversy because I was stood on the line and the ball went out of play, but um, Stretford Paddock lad who had the. Um, the flag flag. Didn't, put it didn't, didn't, didn't put it up. He did a Tim oh, Tate, he did, a t- he, did a Tim Tate, he? Is that what you're
0: No, saying? no,
2: no. Tim Tate <laughs> doesn't do that. I just don't see it at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there was a bit of uh, argy-bargy, bit of moaning between two lots of lads, and the flag was handed to someone else because he was useless. <laughs> it was fair play. Let's be fair, though. I mean, um, when, there's, when there's no lives on the pitch, so you end up with a bloke
0: who's doing it. I remember when Ash used to do it for... When he, was a, when he was a Bruce Reserves manager. He'd be stood 20 yards off the touchline. He's like, Ash, you're the lines would we'll get your flag on the line <laughs> I,
1: I remember George doing it for Wolfpack a few times and he put his flag up when the ball was in play. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Uh,
2: and then... Um, that game finished up 4-3. I disappeared at half-time because it started bouncing down. I had a bit of a chat with Lee Burton on the sideline. And then... Um, Made sure he knew one of us podcasters was there because he'd give us a bit of grief before not going down to the more games. Well,
0: that's the, second, that's the second one we've been to now. because it? Against,
2: yeah, Ash. Ash went maybe to we, watch against Bowlington, didn't he? Maybe we shouldn't go because every time we do go, they lose. Yeah, so, maybe that's what they, they lost 4-3 and I think there was a bit of a controversial penalty towards the end for Stretford. Well, I saw the video uh, of the penalty. Not of the penalty dive, but the uh, Penalty
0: being taken, like, oh, so it was a yeah. dive. <laughs> well, the more often Lee Burton might have called one of their players, Tom Daly. Tom Daly, yeah.
2: <laughs> brilliant. And then, um, Lim Rovers in Division Two traveled to West Didsbury uh, and Cholton reserves, uh, and they lost 2 0 away. From That's home. a
0: bit of a surprise result, that I think, Because West Didsbury and Chalton, I think, were at bottom of the league at, at uh... Couple of weeks ago, so that's a big yeah. surprise. But again, like like we mentioned, you know, in the you know, with the
1: the town and Rylands league, you know, if anyone picks up a, a couple of wins, then they're going to move up, jump up some serious places.
0: Yeah, and Lim have lost a bit of form recently. They've they've had a couple of disappointing results now. They, they started the
1: season little... off really strong, didn't they? Yeah, and
0: they've yeah. they lost they've lost seven nil last week, two 0 this week. So the goals have dried up a little bit. That's that would be more of a concern for Tom.
2: Yeah, they need to get back to winning ways, don't they? Because. You know, you don't want to get in a rut of losing loads of games. Do you know how?
1: Uh, do you know how we mentioned that we um that that we we might get a few like noises for certain things? I reckon we should get one for
0: games being off. Because it's going to well? It's <laughs> just, so just like rain shower or something. <laughs> well, like yeah, or a monsoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then if like yeah, if I like, get like for high winds or something, we just have someone farting or something like that. Oh,
2: Yeah. <laughs> Now we're going south again now. Is that we? is that is that your
0: Cheshire League roundup done, Timothy?
2: That's Cheshire League Roundup done, mate.
0: Any fi- any fixtures next week?
2: Oh, shit.
0: Get that bit. oh, you've just won. There you go. That's that's one for the beep. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> bleh, bleh. Yeah, right. on, we'll move on to talk about the Warrington Saturday and Sunday league scores.
2: Warrington Saturday League. I've got three of the Prem. Just use three? Because I've, I've only got three. Yeah, so sure had to dig through Twitter, Instagram, everywhere because the league haven't updated the results again. Thanks for that, guys. You're paying in the rear ends. Yeah, so it, i tell you, you what, he nearly
0: had two swear words. I didn't, one, one second. held
2: it. Well, it makes it hard work for us on a, on a Sunday, doesn't it? It really? does, yeah. Pair points. Bagged another five goals. Starting to get a bit of a kick on now. Um, man of the match was Steve Bowden. Then New Street beat Grappinol. And all seem to have dropped off, don't they? they? Seem to have a really good start. And then they've dropped off. New Street beat them 6-3. And then the big top of the league battle, Sidak versus Village. Village came out, winners 2-0, which is a really good result. Um, Thanks for that, Kyle Keeble. Giving me... a. Uh, The result over Messenger? So that
0: puts the village four points clear now. Um, And and they've played the same amount of games as Sidak now as well. So that is a good sign. Um, Pay points will be up to probably third or fourth with that win. Um, And then
2: Grapple haven't won for a few weeks now. I think, I think it puts pair points fourth, and it puts them just ahead of all now. Yeah, taking over them. Yeah,
0: I mean that was a big surprise that result against Hailbank, to be fair for pay points uh, to spot smash Hale Bank by five. That's quite a big shock. Um, are, Hale... are, are are Orford part of the part of the that leagues? No, the Orford are near the bottom of the league. They are not bottom divisions. So division
1: all two right, and no, three. no, just because I've, I've got two results from from Orford at the weekend, and, and, and one of them
0: they played side so I just a bit. Bit no, it's probably side yeah. at reserves. Yeah. Side
2: that yeah. reserves, that yeah. yeah. Right,
0: so we're going to division, going to division one now, Timothy.
2: Going to the division one. I've only got one score, and that was top of league battle between Farnworth and Bruce. The only reason I've got that is because I do the secretary bit for Bruce. Um, Bruce lost three two, with a late penalty in the end uh, at the end of the game. Was that, that another was a really spot, really was good that? game? don't know I've not been told there was some really uh, upset words in the in the Bruce group and some funny Twitter stuff going on this guy from um, Farmworth even created a Twitter account just to reply to the Bruce um, tweet and then oh. that was it
0: <laughs> um, there was a bloke who was tweeting who I think was used to be Avon Villa's manager once upon a time um, nice lad as well I saw, I saw he replied to Bruce as well I did see that yeah I have got I have got another Division One result. Oh
2: brilliant it um, wasn't yes, Division. Jackal.
0: It wasn't Division One, but it was Northern Premier League. Or not a Northern Cup. Which oh, it was, was just Milbrow. Milbrow. Yeah. Have you, got, have you got that one? I've seen that one. Um, it was Milbrow three, Points Reserves two. Um, goals from Jay Golden and N Woodward. Um, so they were they were good forwards. They were 2 0 up um, and, and in control, but then pointing kept going. And Three goals in the last 20 minutes saw the game go to point. Um, disappointment was over for Millbrow, but you know, they gave a good account of themselves against the Cheshire League side.
2: I like Millbrow lads, you know. Every time I've been there, they've been a good bunch of lads, and you get a solid game of football out of both teams. When you, play.
0: yeah, I watched them play, yeah. Bru- I watched them play Bruce probably 18 months ago now. It was when I just left Bruch and I went to watch a game, and yeah, Millbrow were just a they're just a football, they're just a nice set of lads who want to play football. Um yeah, well, yeah, a good and, bunch. And they out and out outplayed Bruce that day, and I was surprised they weren't as high up as as they are now.
2: Yeah. So we're, um, going, so we're going
0: to Orford's League now then. So we're yeah, Wales, going to Wales, 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 he can do his bit. Yeah, uh
1: Great. just just notice, yeah. So um Orford first team had a disappointing three nil home loss uh, to, to side back. um to Sideback. Um Game of two halves. As uh, Orford obviously had, had a host of chance in the first half, but you know struggled to find the back of the net. Um, it was nil nil at halftime, and then Sydak obviously got the got the breakthrough, and then they they capitalise on it and uh, and really kind of kicked on and come away with with the three points. And then the, uh Orford second team um, a four one defeat um, to Joseph Holtz. Um, not too sure what they are. They're a, they're a brewery, aren't they, Joey Holtz?
0: Yeah, they are. I think they're, they're a pub chain, aren't they? But so fully, I actually, had a, I actually, had a, yeah, we've actually had a message from one of the Josie fault lads, um, basically saying thank you for mentioning him. So it's good to have they won again this week because we haven't put a curse on him. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're
2: hoping to get, we hoping, hoping to get them on um, in the new year. So good bunch to of lads, you know, met them in the summer. A nice, nice bunch of lads. one pit- at home.
0: They've picked up recently. Haven't they I think, they've had now three quite convincing wins in the, out of the last three games. So yeah, good result for those guys. And like I said we'll get them on in the new year. We um, on to Sunday Sunday League now.
2: Yeah, you know, so we there's... haven't got any scores on this one either. No, we haven't, because that's not been updated either. So I've got Kingshead 1-4-2 um, against Red Admiral, who Red Admiral's been having a bit of a good run recently, but Kingshead have put a stop to that. You've got two goals from Glenn Blenkenstock, one from Tom Kirk and one from Joe Dooley. So, Tim, do you want me to tell you, tell you the good news? Go on.
0: They've just updated it.
2: Oh. So, you know what do I've, do all, I've do we, done all that
0: digging, do, do Now they've because... updated it. Well, I'll do the scores if you want. if you've got any sort of like match reports, you can jump in. Okay, I know black and 4
2: all, didn't they?
1: They were three one up, I think. in drew 4 all. So, I saw so, one of one of their lads' um, face up before. I think the keeper got sent off or got injured. So, um, so they had to put
0: an outfield player in goal. There's nothing worse in amateur football than losing your goalkeeper, yeah. But, so, we got some of the scores. So you got the Blackburn Arms for the Bridge 4, um, Joshua Dudley, Josh Dumbbell, Sam McCauley and J- Jamie White with the goals for Blackburn Arms. It's a good result for those guys if they had lost a goalkeeper. Um, Bulls head nil, the Crown 3. That puts the Crown top of the league now by four points. Um, FC Sankey in the Dennis Scholes Cup 3, Brookvale 1. Um, good result for Sankey. Grappadol... Oh, mate, Macca
2: scored, didn't he? Did he? Is he yeah, back Macca from scored. Chris Hunt and Ame Hadji scored for Sankey. Well, Ame Hadji scores every week, doesn't he?
0: Um, yeah. We, me and PG went to watch them last week and they were they were really good. So I'm not surprised they, they, they got back to winning ways. And McCaven is a massive part of their, how they play. ame Hadji is a fox in the box. So I'm not surprised they, they got a win there. Uh, it all five. Beachwood, one. Um, good win for bats to winning ways. Um I think that's a you know not an unexpected result. I, I do want to go and watch Grapono because I've heard good things about him. So it's I do want to, to get down it.
2: and see him. Oh I'm glad that's been updated because my source told me it was the other way around. So when I speak to him after, i to give him a bit of Well this shit. is
0: this is if this is right. You know, someone could have told us the tough information, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the league could be weren't
1: wrong. The league, yeah, weren't the, weren't the results on the league wrong a few weeks ago or something? And,
0: yeah, Cheshire but League was on the bus.
1: Happened, it's happened
0: before, so. You um, know, what, it happens a lot this time of year when clubs reverse fixtures.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, right, they text yeah. it
0: in wrong. They text it in wrong, so it could yeah. be that that's what's happened. Um, Red Admiral Rule 2, King's Ed 4. Um, I think we mentioned that before. Uh, St. Benedict's 1, makers 2. And then the final one we've got is Winnick 3, Chapelford 2. Um, that's Winnick. I think that's week week around three games, three wins this season. Um, so, yeah, good result for those guys. Um, there's one team that's missing off here, which is Wolfpack, who didn't have a game today by, by all accounts. And earlier, Josh Will spoke to Aaron Crosby, who's... What is he? What is he, Josh? Wolfpack's secretary? Um... I don't know if he's actually
1: classed as Wolfpack secretary, but he's, you know, he he's the he's the, the captain of, of Wolfpack. Um and he's uh yeah, he, he he stepped up and, you know, become a real kind of asset to them. Um and and we can hear in the interview, you know, what what he's been doing, what what changes the club have made and and it seems to be a you know exciting time for those guys there. And we'll get the interview on now. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. I'm joined with Wolfpack star Aaron Crosby. Aaron, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, really good, thank you. Thanks, sir, for, for giving us a bit of your time to to come on and have a chat with us about the season so far. Um, just want to obviously get
3: straight in there, really. So what, what's your assessment so far of the season? Uh, yeah, I think so far, obviously, uh, just the, the one victory so far. But um, I think overall, sort of, our performances this season have been a lot better than they have been last season. Um, I I think we've, in previous game or in similar games last season, there would be times where um, we did what we called sort of the Wolfpack capitulation where we'd we'd have sort of spells of like 10, 15 minutes in a game where we concede maybe four or five goals and the the game's gone. Um, This season, I think, we were very much, even if we concede, and um, the squad uh, this season is quite sort of resilient in that we're we're trying to play a little bit more, um, whilst at the same time knowing our limitations, we're trying to play a bit more um, uh, and make sure that our heads don't go down. Um, and that sort of helped. I mean, there's been a couple of sort of still seven nils, but um, you know, I think largely uh, they've been the results have been. Sort of better in terms of keeping score lines down, which, uh, yeah. as you as you uh, as you well know, being a, a former Wolf Park player, it's yeah. uh, that tends to be the the script most weeks. No, of course, no. I mean, obviously, I,
1: I've not been involved this season, but I can say from the outside, there's been a massive improvement, um, not just with the the performances and the results. But just with the, the way that the team seems to be run now, um, I, I know obviously, you know, yourself um has become a major influence and leader within the group, but just talk to us a bit about the the changes that you've made for this season.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, take nothing away from Gaffer, he's been yeah. he's been running the team for uh for probably longer than I've been alive, to be honest. Um, but uh yeah, just really just helping sort of um I guess sort of transition really into just taking some of that um, that reliance away from Gaffer. I mean, yeah. Um, it, it, it's just that the little things really. It's you know, we've we've shifted from um, from sort of players not not playing subs to to actually having everything tracked, and um, I think I think that kind of helped in that. Players um, by getting money up front for players. I, I think previously we've we've struggled it with numbers um, for quite a few seasons in that we get lads coming down and they they come for a couple of games. They see that we get beat a few times, five, six, seven nil, uh, and they lose interest. They they don't want to play anymore. So I think it sounds sounds quite bad now. I'm saying it out loud, but getting that sort of signing on fee up front that guarantees um, them a. a a set number of games um, means that they're more likely to come back, and I just think that the overall sort of shift in um, in sort of allowing players to to realise that there is a bit of a changing of the guard. Um, we obviously Gaffer in in previous seasons, um, he'll, he'll admit himself he, he's not getting any younger, um, and I, I think we've just we've recruited in the right way in the summer. We've brought in some players that allow us to play in a different way. Um, we can, we're, like I said previously, we we know our limitations now. So we're happy to to sort of wrap where we might've been a little bit gung-ho in previous games where we think we can go toe-to-toe with teams. We're sort of learning a bit in, and adapting in games. And we're knowing, we're, we're learning when to sit in and, and sort of, we're finding that catching teams on the break this season has been a lot better for us. And that obviously helps with some of the players that we've brought in Um that uh, I don't think we've scored more goals this season than um, we had at the same stage last season. Um So yeah, I, I think recruitment in, in the summer was a big one. We've brought in um, a couple of young lads as well that um they're all in a sort of a, a close friendship group and, and they fit in quite quite well I think one of the big things is is making sure that um that those players fit in we've had in the past we've had sort of um fractions in the group before where it's been sort of there's been sort of little clicks within the squad uh um, yeah. I think this season it's a lot more of a um a tight-knit bunch uh and they're all sort of willing to work for each other on a Sunday and there's 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 less sort of moaning at each other, really.
1: Yeah, like I said, you know, from from the outside and, and, and hearing about some of the changes that I've done, what you've done is definitely, you know, um, it, it's a massive step because obviously, you know, I, I know first and than anyone how much kind of the, the team relied on, on obviously Gaffer and, and you know, what he did financially for the club. But for, for you to kind of come in and, and, and put a new structure in place, is kind of, preparing for, you know, his, not not trying to sound bad, but kind of like life without him in a way that, you know, the team can still, you know, be run without him.
3: Yeah. And to be honest, it's more so because obviously Gaffer has bankrolled the team for, uh, for so long, like, and quite often he didn't see any of that money back. There was sort yeah. of previous players that were sort of guilty of, not paying subs and they knew that they could get away with it whereas this season we've sort of implemented a little bit more discipline in that unless you're actually paying your subs and you're, you're turning up like you, you're not going to play so and I think that's that sort of worked quite well in that that players are not only sort of have we found that they're actually willing to pay like because we've asked them to pay up front but it also means that that Gaff, there's there's not that much reliance on Gaffer, and that he's not sort of forking out money, um, left, right, and centre. That doesn't like it, it's not fair, really. Um, what had gone on in a, in, a, in a couple of the previous seasons. So, um, yeah, it's it's a much better setup this season. Um, uh, um, we're sort of we're, we're happy with where we are. We know there's there's some improvements still to be made, but um, we're making steps in the right direction.
1: I was also going to touch upon obviously recruitment. Um, you know, you, you you recruited well over the summer. Um, a couple of a couple of lads, you know, were, were were kind of you know nipping in and out towards the back end of last season, but we, we managed to keep hold of them. Um, you know, Daz uh, Jones, he just just two of the lads that, that that I know that signed on permanently. And you know, w- what a massive difference I think it makes when you you're having the same regular lads coming week in, week out. Uh, I might you say this? This new system with the subs, you, you're getting that commitment from the, the player at the end of the day because they're paying up front. So if if they don't turn up, they're just losing the money that they've paid.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't say losing it. Like, we, we've we been flexible in that um, it, it basically means that they get a set number of games. Obviously, if, if they can't turn up for a, a, a legitimate reason, then we're not oh, going to just, Oh, they
1: just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to
3: shift. We just, we just shift that game over like we're not saying it's these seven games that you get in if you don't turn up that's it it's just the seven games that they play in um but yeah like you said recruitment yeah Daz has been Daz and Jonesy have been an absolute revelation for us um just like just like we tend to play Daz up front on his own um and he does like he gets through a lot of, of a lot of sort of dog work for us yeah um quite often we're sat in against sort of your, your sankeys, your Crowns, um, those teams at the top were, were sat in um, with sort of two banks of four, if not a bank of four and a bank of five. And we, we, yeah. we're sort of, we're trying to keep the score down and, and get them on the break. And Daz is the perfect striker for that. And he links up so well. With, you mentioned Jonesy as well. Like, those are very good friends. They link up really well. Um, yeah. Uh, and Jones's engine, like the man's like a Jorisel Bunny, he just never stops running. Um, so, yeah, those two players, like you say, but we've also, like, there's also other players that have come in and performed really well. Um, a couple of young lads that that Kyle's brought down, um, obviously, Max, uh, who he works with, uh, and he's brought um, a lad called Joe and a lad called Ollie, and they're both sort of very good footballers and like yeah. to get the ball down and play. Um, which in a Wolfpack team isn't always easy, but that's what we're sort of trying to get to—is making ourselves a lot more defensively solid, but at the same time, we still want to be able, we still want to be playing football. Um, when we when we've got the ball, in previous years, obviously when, when I've been playing with Wolfpack, it's been
1: a mixture of I'd say more elder players and youngsters. Um, getting youngsters in has always been the kind of the hardest hardest thing to do. Um, and I also found that, you know, I, I felt like Wolfpack, we, we used to be like a 60-minute side. If the games were 60-minute, you know, we could compete with anyone. But we always seemed to kind of buckle towards the end because, you know, we, we weren't fit enough, um, you know, um, not enough young lads, etc. When you mentioned before in one of the previous questions how you, you've been able to improve performances, would you say that obviously bringing in these younger players now is helping you, you know, clearly compete for the majority of the games?
3: Yeah, definitely. But and take take like I said, take nothing away from the veterans in our squad. And oh no, no, not at all. But, out to Ant and Jay, like, but that like you say, that balance of the balance, yeah, the balance yeah. is kind of is transitioned a bit the way it used to be. Yeah, um,
1: and and obviously it's working wonders for you guys. I just want to briefly touch upon uh, one victory this season, but yeah. uh, you know, by no means when when the result came in, you know, we we read it out on the on the podcast. It was. You know fair to say it was a surprise result of the, the weekend um you know I remember I think it was last season clock face they they, they won the league I think and they were un, unbeaten yeah um so to to go there away and to to, to win um with like I say we, we were all surprised and I, I I mean it must have been a great game to be a part of and you know I'm guessing, you know, you probably just turned up and like you know, lads, we'll give it a good go and see what happens, and you just, you know, ended up getting the win.
3: Yeah, it's a remarkable day, like bizarre day, really. Like we obviously we we go into these fixtures, you know, with with um we're, we're realistic about our chances. We we know that it's going to be a tough day, and we've we're going to have to have a bit of luck to get anything from those games yeah. um i actually had a, I actually had a conversation It was having a conversation with the ref prior to the game um <laughs> and he was uh was just having a bit of back and two and he was like oh you're still not going to win this season have you i went no not yet anyway no i don't think it's likely to come today either and <laughs> um, so i collared him after the game and so that was that was good fun but yeah that that result i mean in the first half sort of we took a little bit of time to get going, sort of 10, 15 minutes, but we were still in the game and sort of, we, we grew into that first half and we didn't really want, when the halftime whistle came and we didn't really want half time to come. And we were just starting to get on top and we was like starting to sort of get a bit of belief that we, we could get a bit of joy. Um, Obviously we, we'd equalized at that point Um, and, And like I said, the system that we've the, the way that we're playing this season, in just trying to make sure that we're as solid as possible um, and then try and catch teams on the break. Um, uh, in that game, it, it couldn't have worked better in that game, it like we soaked up a lot of pressure for the first sort of 15 20 minutes, and then, um, and then all practically all of our goals came on the break, but they weren't sort of your typical Wolfpack goals, they were all good football goals, yeah. Um, Like we were sort of, it's the best performance I've ever sort of been part of in a a Wolfpack team. Um, Sounds like a Sean Dutch Burnley
0: masterclass.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You just have to bring up Burnley, don't you? Um, (laughs) No, honestly, it was like, and everyone played the part as well. It was one of those games where sort of midway through the first half, we um i had a bit obviously as captain i had a bit of a bust up with one of our players and half time um it was just everyone was in we were sort of we were, we were sort of buzzing about the way we'd played in the first half that sort of got nipped in the bud fairly quickly and yeah. um second half i can't fault anyone anyone like um the sort of the chase like the chasing the pressing that we had like the pressing at the right times, sort of sitting in at the right times and then catching them on the break. It was, like I say, it was the best performance sort of, I've been at Wolfpack, like four seasons now. Um, it's the best, best Wolfpack performance I've been part of.
1: Like I say, when, when the results came in, you know, I, I think as you can imagine, the, the probably the whole, the whole league was surprised. Um, it was, it, you know, it was unbelievable win there. Not many teams will probably go there and win this season. And, um, but one thing I wanted to touch upon, uh, I was going to ask actually before before that question. But the start of the season, obviously, last season they were back in the two division setup, and they went to they went back to the one division setup the season. Now I know that it wasn't a a very popular decision with quite a lot of teams in the league, um. But it sounds like you know you guys have you know just kind of gone on with it and embraced it.
3: Uh, to be honest, I'd probably say that we at the time were probably one of the most vocal against it. We yeah. sort of thought that the two division setup um, was certainly last season. It it seemed more competitive. We can see the we could see the argument for not wanting to play teams at four times, like sort of four times in a season, and going back to the traditional two at home, uh, one home and one away fixture. Um, but the the thing for us was we didn't want to be and to be honest it's probably worked in our favor in that we didn't want to go back into that league against your sort of your top teams and start getting thumped every weekend yeah um, but actually what it it's i definitely think it's been better um we, it's a, it's sort of given us the onus to go out and like you say recruit the right players make sure that we're competitive we're still we still know that we're not going to we're not going to pull up any trees in the league but um you know there's 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 fixtures in there that we we know that we can be competitive in and there's some that you know we, we'd probably go into as as slight favourites but um but yeah I think it's at first we were quite sceptical but I think now it's it's um it's definitely it's definitely worked out for the best for the entire league I think it's um yeah, it's it 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 does seem better just just having those yeah. sort of home and away fixtures against.
2: No, the, the
1: only reason I kind of you know mention it, I know your know, Wolfpack were one of the most vocal teams about it, but you know going back a couple of years ago, I think it was obviously during COVID when we just had the first games back, we kind of adopted this kind of friendly system where we kind of didn't really have a league, and then it was just kind of they were classing them as friendlies, but. The way that the fixtures were like, you know, it was like you're having one competitive game, and then you're getting fun the week after. That happened for months, and um, and, and I understand it. It could be frustrating, but you know, with the it's allowed you to obviously sign the players that you had done it, and you've seen the massive improvements, um, you know, within in the team. So it brings me on to you know my, my last question. Really, have you guys set any you know expectations for the for the
3: season? Um, um I think we 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 we're trying to go into sort of. The league uh, tends to set the fixtures in little blocks. So when we get that little sort of block of six fixtures, that's when we look at it and we we set those targets. We're not trying to sort of set targets for the full season. We're just taking those sort of fixtures as they come. Um, Obviously, there's like I say, there's there'll be games in that fixture block where we think we can get a result, Um, uh, and you know we we have to think like that because quite often, you know, in the past, one of Wolfpack's problems is going into these games and you're already beaten mentally. Like, yes, And I think that that's been another shift this season in that we're going into games, knowing that we've got the players now. We've got that mixture of sort of youth and experience. You know, we've still got the likes of Ant and Jay who have been at Wolfpack for years and having their experience to sort of guide players through get these young players through games is, is helping us. So we're, we're not sort of setting any any targets for the, for the season. We just want to win as many games as we can. Um, there's, I think there's sort of a, a whilst the, the league is sort of one league now, there's, there's still that sort of kind of too many divisions in there in the, yeah. you know, there's, there's teams that people expect to be at the top of the league and, compete competing. And there's sort of teams that are, you know, they, they know that they're going to finish sort of um, towards, towards the bottom but we want to finish sort of as high as as we possibly can yeah. um and and win as many games as we can but obviously we're not getting ahead of ourselves we know that like teams are going to improve as well throughout the season there's a couple of new teams that you know might have um might have started might started with a load of new lads and they've not played together a lot I know the another chapelford um have come into the league and they've, they've got quite a few young lads and um they're having to sort of adapt obviously um so yeah we're, we're just being realistic um there's fixtures we'll target that we think we can get a result in yeah. that we we want to get a result in um but we're we're not sort of setting any unrealistic targets of we're going to finish top yeah. half like it's we're gonna
1: win the league. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 uh... I, I think that's you know absolutely spot on the, the the right kind of way to think and and like I say I, I've noticed from the outside that a massive change you know with, with within the club and and I think you know the performances itself and uh, just seems to be more of a a, a togetherness and uh, you know hopefully it carries on and uh, you know you guys can pick up plenty more wins before the end of the
3: season. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's that's the aim. You know, like I say, win as, as many like everyone we want to win as many games as many games as possible, but. Um... We've got, we've still got, uh, we've still got a way to go to, to get to sort of where we we want to be. Yeah. Um, and we're like you say, we're still gelling as a team. We had a lot of arrivals in the summer, like you mentioned. So, um, we're hoping that as the season progresses and, um, we we sort of playing more together, that we start to pick up those points.
1: Yeah, perfect. Well, um, you know, hopefully uh, we can get you back on towards the end of the season and, and get another update from you guys and, and find out how things are going, but. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on and uh, obviously wish you well for the, the rest of the season.
3: Thanks very much, mate. Nice speaking to you. Cheers. Thanks, Aaron. This is the
0: Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're now going to go and talk about the old men of the game of football. We're going to talk about the vets. So
2: Timothy, this is all yours. You love calling me an old man, don't you? Well, you Thanks, are an old mate. man. You are
0: an old man compared to me and Wilsey. Yeah.
2: So um division two the no no game for Eagle today, so nothing from the Prem. But Woolston came out with a 2 1 win over Mosley Moseley Hill. Um Jamie Pates was man of the match from my mate, Lee Bennett. Known Lee and see, I went to nursery with Lee, so got a long... long Did they list. have nursery in Victorian times? Ah, funny guy. I'm oh, surprised you weren't
0: putting the factories together.
2: Oh, cheers. <laughs> right, moving on swiftly. Thanks, Jacko. Um, then from Division 4, big win for um Lee Burton's team, 5-0 over Poynton. Lee said... They missed too many one-on-ones, so he's not too happy about that. But, you know, the lads played really well. I mean, if you win (laughs) in 5-0... I was going to say, if you win
0: in 5-0, the the are doing something, right? The defensive had a good game.
2: Yeah, and you've missed a few. (laughs) But, um, yeah, some really good stuff from Moore. Um, In Division 6, Bruce was in the Cup game, uh, the Treasurer Cup, and they came out prime from 3-1. With Kev Logue being man of the match. And I did play a good 70 minutes today with my old legs. Thanks, Jacko, before you say it. This is um, the
0: only reason you want to talk about the vets is so you can put your name in it. That's all it is. Listen, yeah. Listen, yeah. I saw it
2: Listen, the vets have won eight and eight now. So, you know, I'm very <laughs> proud of what we're doing. So, um, next next season when they get promoted and we don't win as many games, we won't hear the vets anymore. Yeah. No, it's we will. I will, I will honestly keep on top of it. But, um, <laughs> Chris Albrook scored an absolute screamer, second goal, and then pulled his hammy straight afterwards by celebrating. When he jumped and landed, his hammy went, so we had to sub him off straight after his goal. Dang, danger the vets, that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh. Um, Stotts to travelled to Moorfield in Division 6 and lost 4-1, so that leaves Moorfield second in the league, um, trailing Bruce by five points. And then in division seven, Crossfields um welcomed Unicorn B. Yes, I did say Unicorn as a team. And um, they lost to Unicorn 3-2, so it was a bit of a magical experience for Unicorn there. Ross hey, will be on I think in a I think Unicorn
0: I think Unicorn um used to be called Flixton a long time right. ago. I think yeah, they so, are
2: yeah. they are a Manchester team, so yeah. Uh, and that's the roundups for the vets.
1: I tell you what, I thought it was. I thought it was bad when I used to, you know, when who did you play for? Wolf Pack? <laughs> I played for Unicorn.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: You know, you, you know that you know we have a name.
0: Um, someone called Hard Up Front, won't you? You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the first time we can say that. Wollstone Park's a fortress for Bruce now. Yeah, well, We're unbeaten up to Christmas this season. It will be a swimming pool now for the next few weeks as well, I would think. But... <laughs> it will be think, after we played on have... it today. It looked like our herd of elephants has gone <laughs> yeah. through the bitch.
1: Hey, Tim, Tim, I think you owe a, um, a, a thank you message to Wolfpack for giving you a good idea in pre-season to sort your lads out.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a wake-up call for us. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Wolfpack, like we was talking about earlier um, with Aaron, you know, they've really kicked on and, and, and changed things and they should be proud of what they're trying to do. Yeah, but yeah, the things
1: kinda change the balance has changed, you know, they've got a lot more younger players in and it's it, it's healthier for the for the club and when you get when you get a consistent amount of numbers and you're not having to worry, you know, that, that you know, over the years Woolpack have gone through stages where, you know, we were we were taking four or five players from Bruce every week to, to, to get a game on, on a Sunday, you know. So yeah. Um, like you say, you know they, they should be proud, and, and um, you know hopefully they, quite, can, they can get a few, few more wins in on the board.
2: Quite funny in that game, Will. There was like this kid. He looked about twelve. He looked like he wasn't old enough for a paper round. Must have been seventeen or something, <laughs> playing against our forty-year-old right back. Did um, he was, skin you? Is that you? <laughs> oh, I no, I didn't. I know I was playing left back. But every every time he went past, he said, "I can't tackle him. He's too young." And then all of a sudden he went, oh, I've just megged you, haven't I? And that was it. Wallet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, on that note, we'll end the podcast this week. Um, big thank you to Wilsey and to Tim and to Mike Bailey, who had his birthday last week, and I did forget to mention it. So happy birthday to Mike for last happy week. Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah. Um, this is the Warrington Football Podcast. And once again, I think we've shown we're more than just a rugby town. Boom. for the Warrington Football Podcast.